This is Ayanna Woods, and you're listening to DJ Rome on Psychotic Bump School, the place where education and entertainment meet at the intersection of funk and soul. Yes, we are back. KCWG, the truth.com. The name of this program is Psychotic Bum School. I'm DJ Rome. 
And ladies and gentlemen, there is a very exciting project that is on the horizon. I had the distinct honor and pleasure of meeting the content creators of this project we're about to discuss right now. The project is called I Am a Black Man, Ascension of the Kings, and it was put together by a team that refers to themselves as Boss Lady Media, and I am very excited to introduce a few of the participants right here, right now. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, first up is the inimitable uh, Darshell McAlpine out of Houston. Miss McAlpine, are you there? I am. Hey, how you doing? Welcome aboard. And Thank you, you for having us. Oh, I'm excited to talk to you all. And coming up next is uh, the good sister. She's a clinical psychotherapist, and she's currently stationed in Atlanta, Georgia. Ladies and gentlemen, also welcome to Psychotic Bump School, the good sister, Dr. Carolyn Stevens. Dr. Stevens, are you there? I am. I am here. Thank you so much. You are very welcome. Thank you for joining us. And least but not last, the good brother. He is actually a prominent participant of this particular project. He goes by the name of Alpine, ladies and gentlemen. So also welcome for the very first time to Psychotic Bump School, the good brother, Mr. Reggie McAlpine. Alpine, are you there? I am here. I'm here and I'm glad to be here. Look forward to the uh, substantive dialogue today. Oh man, we got a whole entire piece of pie to dissect with this uh, project you got going on here. And I wanna talk to y'all all about it. So Boss Lady Media, Darshell, I guess I'll start with you and uh, Dr. Stevens before we get to the good brother. Uh, how did this all come together and leading up to this project called I Am A Black Man, Ascension of the Kings? Uh, first, uh, can you recall the inception itself of Boss Lady Media? What can Dr. Stevens and you tell us about that process? Well, first of all, to, you know, just to clarify, Boss Lady Media is actually the media piece responsible for the documentary. Okay. The project is actually uh, Dr. Steve Stevens' brainchild, yes. and that is part of Black House Collaborations. Oh, okay. And she reached out to me for the original project, which was I Am a Black Woman, to uh, publish uh, for Boss Lady Pup. Boss Lady Press publishes books. And so she reached out to me to publish the book. We just connected, fell in love, and this project has definitely taken on a life of its own. So we're just excited to be able to have a movement that really changes the narrative and gets discussions. We're talking about things that we haven't talked about before and we're understanding each other in ways that we haven't before so uh, all credit goes to dr stevens um she just lets me ride her coattail i'm just here helping her put it together <laughs> <laughs> well the one carrying the the, uh, the superwoman cape herself is also here darshell dr stevens uh thank you for that clarity darshell dr stevens how do you recall that inception oh okay well first of all let me say, since since the whole wide world is going to hear, hear us here. Absolutely. So, the whole and entire world. Yes. <laughs> and so I've got to make sure that I bring some clarity to this. So Darshell in her modesty, <laughs> <laughs> um, which I do appreciate, but Absolutely. we are co-collaborators on this project. Um, yes, I had the vision in the midnight hour and Darshell uh, was able to manifest the vision with her talent and expertise. So um, I don't know who's riding on whose coattail, <laughs> depends on what day of the week you're talking about. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but but I always say that we are uh, co-collaborators in this 
in this project because this project would be no good if if I if it was just stuck in my head and we had no one to help to manifest the vision. So I wanted to make sure I cleared that up. Mm, it is clear. Darshel, she said, you ain't get away with that one. <laughs> That's what she said. I heard it. I heard it. Okay. All right, Mr. McAlpine, I don't know how you uh, deal with the, this, this positive energy here. Uh, how did you come aboard this project, good brother? Well, um, I've been um, part of, my wife was part of I Am A Black Woman. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a natural progression. I, I've been writing for years. And so when I got an opportunity to be part of I'm a Black Man, Ascension of the King, I thought uh, that it was imperative for us to take this opportunity as Black men to begin to express some of the challenges that we face each day, um, being Black men in America, being Black men in the world, and a lot of, part of the parts of the world today. And so it was um, incumbent upon us to create the open dialogue, to be vulnerable, and to create the environment that it is all right for us to begin to talk about challenges such as mental illness in the Black space, um, sexual assault yeah, as it relates to Black men. Um, how does Black men see uh, Black women? What are some of the challenges of Black entrepreneurs or Black CEOs operating in a system that doesn't always um, create a platform or a foundation for them to be successful. And so these are the things that we want to bring out to other men to let them know that you're not alone. We are struggling together. Let us begin to get together, create best practices together so that, that at the end of the day, we begin to heal ourselves as black men and become um, better leaders, better partners um, with our sisters. Absolutely. Okay, I'm coming back to Darshell and Dr. Stevens in just a second, but Mr. McAlpine, can, what, from your vantage point, what were one or two, when you, know, when you knew that you were going to be a part of this project, can you think of one or two things as far as myths about Black men that you wanted to dispel right away? You kind of touched upon it when you talk about the importance of speaking about vulnerability, the things that Black males go through in this system, but can you highlight even more, maybe one or two things that you wanted to make sure that you dispelled right from the get-go? By participating All in this right. project? So there was two things that, that there was more than two, but I'll take two. The first thing I wanted to tell is black men do not participate in the rearing of their children. Mm -hmm. um, this has been propaganda that has been um, created. And so we create perceptions even within our own community. Now that's not to say that every black father is present, um, but there are a lot I look at the oikos of men that I hang with and that, that I deal with. There are fathers upon fathers willing to relocate, willing to do what it takes to be in the lives of their kids, willing to create an environment with their spouse that makes sure it's a nurturing and loving environment. So I really want to dispel the myth that you have more absent fathers than you have present fathers within our community. Um, we are, if you just look at historical, there was a reason why some of these dynamics even came to be because post 1970, there was a total different family structure or dynamics that took place. But some of those issues are systemic. Other issues are things that we have to improve ourselves, drug addiction, mental illness, um, the idea of enmity or the, the willingness to create enmity through the system between black males and black females, all things that you have to take into account when you start looking at um, what dynamics brought us to this particular point. And the mm -hmm. second point that I wanted to create is that 
we can create loving, lasting relationships with our black sisters. Um, I am not against anybody's preference on who they date or who they marry. Uh, I do believe, or I do have a Umar Johnson viewpoint is that the greatest respect you can show to your diaspora is to marry somebody within your diaspora. Like I said, that does not mean that I want to ostracize anybody else from making their own decision. That's my thought. And I believe that black women understand black men more than any other culture because they are alongside fighting some of the same challenges and some of the same battles and some of the same systems that we are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well stated, good brother. So uh, Dr. Stevens, I'm going to come to you. Did this project sort of write itself? I mean, obviously, Mr. McAlpine is a great subject matter for this, this, this project. However, did you go into it knowing and expecting that sexual assault would sort of be at the premise of this or within the core nucleus of the entire project? What, what was your process in picking sort of the subject matters or did it sort of just happen organically? Yes, uh, I would definitely say that this project evolved organically and I always like to say that um, <clears throat> I, I co-created this project unintentionally. Mm. Uh, it was actually a result of the seven years that I spent as a community therapist that I had the idea first for the I Am A Black Woman project. And then as we were creating the I Am A Black Woman project, after interviewing all of those queen authors, which is what we refer to them to, after interviewing all of those queen authors, um, I began to see that their stories at some point seemed to be a bit synonymous in that there was always uh, the presence or there was the lack of a presence of the black male, whether it was a father or a brother or um, the, the black male in, in those particular women's lives served as their oppressor. And so in not wanting to create a project that would further indict the black man, um, I thought it would be in all fairness to be objective and say, let's hear from the hearts of the black men so we could understand the why. Mm -hmm. And I felt that in in understanding the why, um, what was the premise for the behavior? Why? why did these things happen? I felt that as a black woman, if we could understand the pathology of the black man, then it would create a greater level of cohesiveness first and foremost between black men and black women. Thus, we could create a healthier black community. Absolutely. I'm wondering to what degree some of those themes that uh, Mr. McAlpine was talking about have emerged even more so during this pandemic, during the protests of Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, Rayshard Brooks, on and on and on, right? So some of the recurring themes that stem from some of those issues you talked about, because it's the sexual assault piece was was fascinating, but Reggie also mentioned uh, the the myth of the the absent black man. It's like he he wanted to knock that out the water from the get go. Uh, Before I go to Darshell, Dr. Stevens, are you able to really quickly highlight, you know, when you were thinking about this, some of the, the, the com- what are the themes that are emerging for you in your practice right now in the community? Because I have had to step my game up as a psychologist out here in California just to provide some safe space for people who just needed to process stuff. Uh, can you highlight a couple of things that you have seen emerge during the onset of all of this 
uh, pandemic and protesting that we're dealing with right now? Well, sure. Uh, definitely, just as Alpine mentioned, um, you know, more Black men are becoming verbal about uh, their sexual oppression. Mm. I, I will honestly say that uh, I was a bit taken aback when I began to hear the King authors of this project begin to speak so candidly about their experiences with sexual molestation and violation. Um, I, I've always been accustomed to hearing women talk about that part of their life and their trauma. Mm -hmm. um, but this project, again, um, it has really taken me aback. I, I, I am just elated at the transparency of these Black men to come forward and to talk about that piece of their life because I know as a therapist that this is very prevalent in the Black community. However, it is not a subject matter, especially amongst Black men, that is talked about uh, openly. So this, by far, is just completely awesome that now we have these men who are coming forth and are talking about that particular subject matter in with a level of transparency that is absolutely wonderful yes it's just vivid detail mr alpine she's not wrong is she <laughs> uh she's definitely not wrong but i think there's one thing that is really important to, to underscore that our stories was a surprise to each male because it's not like we were vetted based on what our stories would be mm -hmm. uh, we were allowed to create our stories and it was just um coincidence happenstance or you know you know culturally based that quite a few of us have had some type of experience um, as young kids with some form of molestation. Uh, right. And like I said, I think that um, I cited even in a piece, you know, when you heard about Tyler Perry, when you heard about Charlemagne the God, you have heard about other individuals. It's not like it's a new, it's, it's something new that's happening in our community. What's happening is that the idea of it being taboo or the idea of, right. it's almost like in our community, you know, you don't have to go to a psychologist. You don't have to go to a psychiatrist. Ain't nothing wrong with you. Just pray about it. And mm -hmm. I'm not against prayer, but we're starting to realize that we as broke people, as sick people, need something more than we may want to come from a clinical perspective and then add into a religious belief to mm -hmm. try to moderate some of the challenges that we're dealing with, that we're facing every day. That's and right. so that has been, uh, that molestation part has been something that has been part of our community hmm. for years and yes, years yes. and it's just been something that we didn't want to talk about that we didn't want to deal with that we didn't want to face and hmm. in this new climate where we are unrobing a lot of things that were masked you know that we would consider to be taboo we are unmasking it now we are unveiling it now and knowing that we have to get past these points in order for us to heal and be better as individuals that 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 will in turn make us better as a collective Absolutely. All right, Darshell, I'm coming to you. This is KCWG, the truth.com's program's called Psychotic Bump School. I'm DJ Rome. That was the good brother Alpine. We also have Dr. Carolyn Stevens, and we have Darshell McAlpine, and we're here to talk about their latest project entitled, I Am a Black Man, Ascension of the Kings. It is sort of a, um, I don't want to call it a choreo poem, because that reminds me of uh, Intasake Shange's book. Um, what's the best way to describe it? It's a documentary. It's a book about brothers, right, Darshell? I mean, it's Exactly. Just, just honest, vivid, 
disclosures, forthcoming brothers, just talking about some really personal things. So for you, Darshell, um, what was I opening for you about this project? You have the privilege of sort of looking at this from the inception and then at the back end when everything is assembled, I'm assuming if you could tell us a little bit more about your role in this project and you have the totality of this material and content, uh, what stood out for you? Uh, what came across as a bit of an unexpected detail that emerged? What can you tell us about that part of the project for you? I think the biggest takeaway from reading the stories and 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 mind you i get them when they're raw i get you know them when they just have a cursory edit and those stories are still raw um sometimes i can tell a person's personality just from the reading i can tell when the writer's hedging his bets when the subject matter is too heavy mm -hmm. and they're almost bypassing the information unintentionally it's a subconscious path i'm going to mention this but i really don't want to talk mm -hmm. about it Mm -hmm. And my job is to double back and say, hey, you said this, but I can mm -hmm. see that you want to open up. Tell me the rest of it if you're comfortable. Because you mentioned it because you need to get it out. What's the rest of this story? Okay. But the biggest takeaway is that these stories, even though it's an answer to the I am a black woman, the compendium, it is... The, what stands out is that we are one. We are the same. Many of the challenges that we face as women are Black men face. Mm -hmm. What we've been told and what the narrative is, is that we don't understand each other and are, we don't have shared experiences and we don't get along. What this project has taught is that we, we do get along and we do have shared experiences. But more importantly, we need to bridge the the gap the lie we need to build a bridge over the lie we need to cover it we need to bury it and build that bridge that is the safe place you talk about and that's been a theme we are creating for both men and women black men and black women a safe place yes. to discuss to be open to be vulnerable to engage to entertain the fact that you might need professional help and that is healthy and good okay. yes as, as alpine mentioned let's pray mm -hmm. let's pray together let's agree in prayer but at the same time let's use what god has given professionals who understand the psyche and who understand how to help us walk through those things let's together we're, we're always expecting someone to come and help us to do things for us now we're saying uh as tyler perry said we're going to build our own table we're going to mm -hmm. come to and build our own safe space where we can come and heal and move on and that is probably what stands out most as I read the stories. Absolutely. So as I was watching the documentary, I was hearing somebody fielding questions to the brothers. Was, was, the, was that you doing that? That was me. Okay, so the, the elder at the beginning, if I heard him correctly, he said something about not only was he a victim, and I may have this wrong, so correct me if I, I got it wrong. He, not only was he a victim, Darshell, but did he also say at some point he turned around and victimized someone else? Or well, he was victimizing what he did say um he talked about not being a good father yes he didn't have a good father and mm -hmm. then he wasn't a good father and just a little a little something for the audience he is actually my dad oh god bless him okay he's our dad and so as a part of this project um 
it was the first time they had seen my brother in 32 years. Mm. And that discussion opened up organically. And there's actually additional footage that will be coming out later that goes through that dynamic. But when I tell you that the discussion began to bring healing in the room as we were recording, the, the cameramen, the director all stopped and they were, they were arrested. Some mm. of them stopped and said, I need to call my dad. Mm. Because having Andre King, who's my dad, be very transparent about him not being where he needed to be and the reason why, and not making excuses, not being sorry and saying, well, this happened, that, but saying, I was selfish. Mm. I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Mm. I wasn't there. Mm. And I tell the man to be there because I wasn't there. And now it's too late for me to be there. Um, oh. Having been that honest, mm -hmm. this is what this project is about. That level of honesty. Father, you may have missed it. Mother, you may have missed it. But you have an opportunity. Sometimes when you wound somebody and you hurt them so deeply, yeah. they want you to acknowledge their pain with That's your apology. Yes. Yes. I mean, <laughs> yes. I, 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 you just said a word right there, Darshell, but there are certain things, Mr. Alpine, that make what Darshell said so hard in this society. I mean, what makes it so hard for that acknowledgement to, to, to occur? And why is it not rewarded when we express our pain, when we express our vulnerability? We're, we're called soft. We're called weak. We're called punks. We, 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 we're basically analyzed by some segments as the antithesis of what this president, well, this, this occupant of the White House sort of embodies, strength, never apologize, never back down, never admit a mistake. And he fails up. And so somehow, some way, this type of, uh, these type of discussions aren't rewarded with, you know, in the candor that they represent, they're, they're not given the validity of the, the, the manhood that's truly required to do so. So I know I'm rambling, Mr. Alpine. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think there are two things. Um, we need to understand, we have a misconception of what strength is. Ooh, come on. Um, strength is being a servant leader, leading mm. from the front, not just leading on the shoulders while others carry you and you mock out instruction. Come on. That's what a leader is. Um, oh. I believe that, and I'm going to use this term lightly because I think that sometimes we go hard one way or the other way. There are, some, there are some toxicities in masculinity if, in the event, it causes you to divorce yourself from connecting with your emotional side, which is part of the duality of what makes you who you are. Say we that. need to have a holistic approach to who we are as people, mind, mm. body, soul, and spirit. And That's so right. in that particular process, you know, if, if you go too hard right to a left in any of those areas, um, you're, you're, you're not going to be balanced. So That's we right. need to find a healthy balance. And unfortunately, we've been, you know, like you talk about the man in the White House, if you get to the point where you never want to apologize, even if you make a mistake, then you become desensitized to the idea of making mistakes. Mm -hmm. Why? Because no matter what happens, we're going to forge ahead, no matter right or wrong. So just the idea of saying I made a mistake and it doesn't imp impact your next decision or how you look at the next circumstance, the next situation, then you are not learning from that experience. Experiences in life supposed to cause us to learn, to pause, to ponder, to have a certain level of introspection. Mm -hmm. And introspection is not um, barbarianism. 
It is okay. not the savage way of it, it. We have to learn how to meet our mates where they at, to talk to our kids okay. and have them not necessarily not only be firm and hold your head up and your on your shoulders up, but we also got to teach them how to say, I'm sorry. I apologize. Mm-hmm. I looked at this wrong. Mm-hmm. I was wrong for doing this. I hurt you. What can I do in this particular space to improve how I respond in certain circumstances and situations? That's strength. It is. That's the embodiment of strength. Come on. This is work. I mean, you just don't come out the womb knowing how to do this. Alpine has done his work and all the brothers in this project. So I want to commend all of y'all. Uh, the good brother, Mr. Andre King. Let me see if I got this right, Darshell. You can help me out. Uh, the good brother Alpine's with us right now, uh, Pharrell Phelps Jr. Uh, That's Vines. It was beautifully directed and photographed by one Gracie Henley. So it, the, the, the documentary is actually just beautifully shot. I mean, it's just laid out. The, the transitions are smooth. It's, it's well, high quality. Directed and produced by Courtney Glaude. Uh, the project's called I Am a Black Man, Ascension of the Kings. Darshell, Dr. Carolyn Stevens, and Alpine here. Uh, what can y'all tell us about how soon this will be available? When can we see it? When can we get it? The public needs to see this right now. What's the best way for them to keep in touch with you and get access to this project? So the documentary um, is available now on YouTube. Um, we didn't hold it. We had our full launch and we had well over 3,000 people see it as a launch, but we wanted to keep the, the conversation going. So it is available on youtube you can type in i am a black man ascension of the kings you'll see it there you can go to the boss lady press youtube channel and you'll be able to see it there the book uh, will officially be available august 14th but you can go to bossladypress.com and pre-order your copy now and you can pre-order the hard copy or the ebook this is Angel on Sax, and you're listening to Psychotic Bump School with your host, DJ Rome, on KCWG, thetruth.com, best internet radio on the planet.